This is a Federal News Network podcast. Senior leaders at NASA say they've heard a common refrain from their employees during the pandemic. How can we help? NASA Administrator Jim Bridenstine put out a call to the agency's workforce earlier this month. Send us your best ideas for how NASA can leverage its own research and expertise during the pandemic. NASA says it got hundreds of ideas from its employees on how they can track and predict the spread of the coronavirus, create personal protective equipment and ventilation devices. For how NASA at Work got started, Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco spoke with NASA Deputy Associate Administrator Kathy Mangum. NASA's workforce is all about solving problems, right? We've got extremely intelligent engineers and passionate people who really wanted to help. And it was truly coming up from almost a rise out of the workforce of, hey, what can we do? How do we help? So that's what led us to kick off the NASA at Work specific challenge on the COVID-19 activity. And we've had a huge response. I can tell you it's been about over 200 ideas that folks have participated in and added to the challenge, which is way larger scale than what we normally get when we're putting out, you know, one specific challenge. And we've had, I think, about 4,000 people who went in and voted on those ideas and thousands of people who commented to help narrow them down and turn them into something meaningful. So it's, it's been a great activity for our workforce so they feel like they can help any way they can. Logistically speaking, how did you solicit some of these ideas from the workforce? So this is a process. Our NASA at Work activity is something we use all the time. We'll just throw an idea out to the workforce. It goes out through email, and there's a system where people can go and put in their thoughts. And then there's a team of folks who kind of try to connect those thoughts across the the nation with all of our centers. So this went out to the total workforce. Our administrator mentioned it into a virtual town hall that we had. And again, a resounding response from the employees who wanted to help. And even though I mentioned it was the technical workforce, it really was everybody that chimed in. We we had people, you know, some of our mission support people that reached out and said, hey, you know, we got astronauts who know how to live in isolation. Maybe they can talk to the workforce and help us with dealing with, you know, isolation and not being able to have contact. So, again, very inspired by the response we got. And can you tell us about some of the ideas that you received and maybe which ones you might be able to move forward with and implement? So really, we were focused on, of course, the ventilator issue and capacity and are they the right ventilators to, you know, really treat this problem. We were looking at like big data and analytics and looking at how we're tracking the disease and looking at that worldwide, right? Because we do a lot of big data on climate change and things like that. We were also looking at sterilization methods. You know, when we're preparing hardware to go to space, it has to be absolutely clean, right? We don't want to introduce anything into the destinations we're going to. So decontamination was another area. And then over time, it's really evolved to now we're looking at, okay, how can we decontaminate not only medical masks and, you know, the ventilators and things like that, but how can we decontaminate surfaces? So people maybe could feel better about going back to work. And then one other thing that came out of it, which is hopefully promising, is something that's almost a breathalyzer that could test whether you have COVID-19 or we're hoping actually could test for the antibodies to see whether you've had it and you're now, you know, safe to go back to work. So some of these are pretty early in the maturity cycle, right? But we've gotten some great ideas about how we take the technology we have at NASA and apply it to this problem. So what's next with some of the ideas? 
So that's where we're trying to match what's the real need. So we're working with, and there's a plethora of DHS, we're working with State Department, we're having conversations with the White House, we're having, we just started a conversation with USAID, just to kind of say, here's what we think there's an opportunity with us helping to solve, where are you most interested and potentially could apply some resources to move these ideas along. So having great conversations with whether it's FEMA or HHS or, you know, trying to build those partnerships and then also working with our partners, right, our contractors and small businesses that have helped move these ideas along and, and how do we make that marriage, right, that the need is actually something that folks can put some energy behind. It sounds like this is really an interagency effort here. Can you talk about how long you all might be working through some of these projects? It's interesting because there is this sense of urgency to solve the immediate crisis, right? But we don't know, you know, there's all kinds of theories about as we go back to work, are we going to see a resurgence of some sort at some level? Are we going to see a resurgence in the fall when the regular flu season kicks in? So we're trying to push hard on a couple of these that might help with the come back to work strategy. Some of these might be a little longer term as far as when we kind of go back to normal operations, helping with the stockpile, for example, one of the ventilator devices we're using. So we often at NASA think about things that are very long-term research. What are we going to need, you know, 10, 20, 30 years? We're not really doing that, but we're looking at probably the six-month horizon across the items that I talked to you about. Was there any idea or suggestion that you heard from the employees that really maybe surprised you or that you thought was particularly unique from your standpoint? I think really it was one that was interesting because one from one of our science centers, and then we actually found a a similar effort happening at one of our kind of more mission-oriented centers and work they had done to help with detection when folks on the International Space Station, so taking some technology that we had worked with a small business on that's being utilized on on ISS, and how can we tailor that to detect some of the COVID-19 activities? So that one surprised me. Honestly, personally, the one that was like the breathalyzer, I was like, well, hmm, I always thought it had to be a blood test. I'm not a medical person, right? But I was intrigued by that just because I can envision that in an airport or I can envision that in, you know, folks driving on center or coming to a place. So those are kind of the top ones that hit me that we could take some technology we had already developed and hopefully, you know, add a little bit and test it and see if it can help. Looking more broadly now, I'm wondering if you can tell us a little bit about how NASA has been communicating with your employees during this time. From day one, the focus has been about the employees. I mean, we talk a lot about the NASA family and it truly is evidenced again that our number one focus was that our employees, and that's all employees, not just civil servants, but our contractors to support us, were safe, right? We were pretty proactive in moving to a telework environment and we were fortunate compared to some other government agencies that we are Our folks are used to teleworking. Our folks all, you know, most of them have laptops. We had the systems that could support that. So pretty quickly, I would say over maybe a week to a two-week period, we're about 90% of our employees are teleworking at this point. So they're continuing to be able to do their work. So communicating, communicating, communicating. We have had town halls. We've had 
our administrator drop in on meetings on, you know, tools like Teams where he just shows up and says, hey, what kind of questions do you have when, you know, maybe some of our centers are having meetings? Tons of things out on our NASA People website for our employees. Any kind of question you had, whether it's about what leave can I take? How do I deal with I have children at home, right? Trying to keep current and, and making sure people are okay how to work with a virtual employees. You know, a lot of our folks, this is new and normal. And so we put communications out about that. So I think we got it about right because earlier this week, we kind of started to hear from people, okay, enough is enough. <laughs> yeah, we're good. We got this. It's all about, it always is, but it's all about communication and caring about the people first. Kathy Mangum, Deputy Associate Administrator of NASA, speaking with Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. Check out Nicole's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. Stay up to date on your agency's latest responses to coronavirus. Visit our special resource page at federalnewsnetwork.com. SMS text, 1118 AM. Hey, girl, emergency. You wouldn't believe what just happened. Are you at your desk? I ripped my skirt and like half my tush is hanging out. Third floor bathroom, please help. LOL. When you send messages on SMS, someone else could be reading them. With end-to-end encryption, WhatsApp ensures that your personal messages are your personal messages. WhatsApp. Always message privately. Want your business to have the best opportunity for success? Take a tip from tech industry leader Intel when you move or expand in Ohio. The new Silicon Heartland is the place forward-thinking business leaders find ample talent, a highly ranked business climate, convenient central location, plus an especially low-risk environment for site selection. Where else can you have all the room you need to grow while rubbing elbows with the giants in your industry? Visit successinohio.com today.